0: What is up everybody? Welcome into episode 48 of On Tigers. I am your host Chris Castellani. I miss baseball man. I miss it a lot and I know that kind of goes without saying but these last couple of weeks I've really really started to feel it. I really have and I think a lot of content creators have. Now I, I gotta start off by saying I give so much credit to the Lockdown Podcast Network all the hosts here especially the ones based in Michigan, who I've gotten to know a little bit. Very good guys over at Lockdown Red Wings and Lockdown Spartans and Lockdown Pistons. Haven't met any of the Lockdown Wolverines guys. I should, but they've done a great job of booking interviews and and keeping content flowing and keep staying positive and staying energetic. It's uh, really been kind of an inspiring thing to, to pay attention to. And it's it's been tough. I'm going to be honest. It's been very tough. For my creative juices to really get flowing over these last couple weeks, I, I think I have kind of the podcasting equivalent of writer's block. I just I want to talk about how I'm feeling, and I think how a lot of fans collectively are feeling right now. Every day, with each passing second, I I'm trying to brace myself for the awful news that we're not going to have baseball this season. I've been outspoken in my pessimism regarding whether or not we're going to see baseball in 2020. I'm still uh, under the belief that no, we will not. And until news comes out that really shakes up the world, I'm going to continue to feel that way. And there is one thing I've noticed. There is a personal connection between baseball and their fans that is unlike any other fans of any other sport. The only one I think that comes close is college football to me. And, And I want, to make this clear, this is not to disparage fans of any other sport. I love other sports, but there is something about baseball and its fans that just hits differently because baseball is more than the game. Baseball is a feeling and it was something I didn't, I didn't understand for a long time. It took me, it was, I think 2013. I act like I'm, I had to contemplate this. I know because I have a ridiculous memory. It was 2013. And I, I had been a baseball fan for, for a while there, you know, I think 2006 for a whole generation of people was a lot of people's first f- foray into baseball fandom when the Tigers made their run to the World Series that year, But and I, I remained a casual baseball fan, I've talked about this a little bit before, but it was 2013 going to my high school's baseball games that really kind of changed things for me personally, because like everyone, everyone has dumb crap that they have to deal with when they're in high school. Me, I was no exception. I may talk a big game on here sometimes and be very boisterous with my opinions on baseball. I was not that guy in high school, and I I was, yes, boisterous, and I had my opinions, but when it came to social standing, how I made friends back in high school is kind of how I make friends today, and that's through my content and other Other means, I'm not a, hey, let's meet up and talk and be friends type of guy. I'm very anxious in social situations and video content and podcast has provided me throughout for a majority of my life, you know, dating back to sixth grade when I started making YouTube videos, it has provided an incredible outlet for me. Uh, That's my way of being social. So I think probably my junior year of high school which of the high school I went to was kind of notorious for being the toughest of the four years, uh, was a difficult time. It was a difficult time for a lot of people. And and I'm sure if I were to lay lay out the list of reasons why it was tough for me, people would be like, that's it. But when you got to remember, when you're in high school, the smallest things feel like the biggest things in the world. It feels like the end of the world when something doesn't go right, because that's the only thing you know. You don't know adulting. You don't know the outside world. All you know is that little bubble that you live in and where my escape came was going to my high school's baseball games at a municipal park. Yeah, municipal park in Lansing, Michigan, about a five to seven minute drive from my high school watching Lansing Catholic baseball play. And that was such a great experience for those two years. You know, I tried to hit up every game. I know I missed a lot of them, but I tried to hit up every game and it was, it was more than a game. It was a feeling at that point in my life. Something just hit differently. There was a comfort in the sounds, the ball hitting a glove, the tang the of a metal bat hitting with a ball and going, you know, X amount of feet there was something just a little bit different, and it was the first time in my life where I discovered that feeling, and it was a feeling I, I try to chase as much as possible, and I buried my face into baseball reference for the next X amount of years. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing that because I I became obsessed with the numbers part of the game. I became obsessed with analytics, and I still have a long ways to go in my knowledge of that, but what, what's great about knowledge of sports especially a a particular sport like baseball is there is no end game you're constantly chasing yourself you're chasing wanting to be more knowledgeable every single day there there is no amount there's no end game in terms of knowledge you don't reach a point where oh I know everything about baseball officially no you you get to a point where you feel like you know more than you did the day before and that's the best you can ask for and that has been for a guy who's had a lot of unhealthy outlets an extremely healthy outlet for me in my life. And in in high school and in college, when I would have nights alone, which was a plenty before I discovered alcohol, especially, I would bury my face on baseball reference. And I would be like, all right, I'm not going to be the most athletic guy. I'm not going to be the best looking guy, but I am going to know more about this sport than any person that I know. And I'm still chasing that. And I hope the day never comes where I stop chasing that because it'll mean that I'll have become content with my knowledge of the game and I don't want that I never want to be content and the reason I bring up all this is because it brings us here which is the first time in my life since I've been a diehard baseball fan where I've gone this long without baseball and there are selfish reasons why I miss this game. there is a release of endorphins when you upload a video onto Twitter, talking about a Tigers game, and you see all the likes and the comments and the retweets that come with it, and that's where I'm at my most comfortable. I think the people who follow me on social media understand that that's where I'm most comfortable. That's where people are at their friendliest, because during this quarantine especially, you've realized kind of the ugliness of a lot of people in times where a lot of their outlets have been taken from them, and you realize how cold social media can be because people will tell you how wonderful you are and how great your opinions are and how funny you are and they will think you're the greatest person ever until you have an opinion that they disagree with in that case you're scum but it's it's rarely ever been like that with baseball Now, for some reason the amount of people that you come across whether it be on baseball twitter or in real life talking about the sport of baseball It's not as harsh as it is with other sports. There seems to be more leeway. There seems to be more understanding. And I think it's because we all are kind of a part of the same family that gets this feeling from this sport that a lot of other people just don't understand. Baseball, to a lot of people, is home. And imagine what it would be like if you got to a point in your life where something happened that prevented you from going home. That's what's happened during this quarantine. So many people who get so much comfort out of this game aren't able to go home. I am as vocal as anyone about my awareness that the Tigers are a terrible baseball team. I love them. I wish them the best. I sent out a tweet the other night that let's not forget if and when baseball does come back, the Tigers are still going to be in an awful position. They've been replaying a lot of games. Recently on Fox sports Detroit and they're nostalgic and part of parts of them are fun to watch, but it is, there is also an overwhelming sadness knowing, man, we are still so far away from seeing something like this again. We're so far away from seeing full stadiums, packed ballparks, all-star pitchers and position players, you know, consistent home run hitting guys, hitters who who reach base at a 400 clip We haven't seen that here in a few years, and it's going to be a few more years before we ever do see that, and that's disappointing, but a terrible Tigers team is a million times better than no Tigers team, and I think only the diest of diehard baseball fans will understand that. The most diehard fans will understand that every year, come opening day, for one day, no matter how low the expectations are, for one day... You get it in your head that your team could win the World Series, even if it's just for one day. And after like a week, you are smacked back down to reality and you smack the pavement and your head bounces off the sidewalk in an instant reality check. But it's worth it. It's all completely worth it just for those those tiny moments. I am going to take a short break here. This is going to end up being just me talking about baseball for 15 minutes, and that's fine. We'll deal with it. We'll be right back after these commercials. Mima Remedies is a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour. The company is owned by Michigan State alums and Southwest Michigan residents, featuring only two ingredients, along with USDA-certified organic MCT oil derived from coconuts. CO2 extracted, full-spectrum CBD from hemp, organically grown in Oregon, where MIMA founder Brandon Denler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. To celebrate MIMA's first season growing their hemp in Michigan, we are giving Lockdown listeners 25% off at mimaremedies.com. Full spectrum extract retains terrapines and flavor of hemp flour, no additives or flavoring. All products third party lab tested, always below 0.3% THC. Find MIMA on Instagram at MIMA Remedies, Facebook and at MIMARemedies.com. And if you go to MIMA Remedies, use the promo code LOCKED ON for 25% off your offer. That's LOCKED ON for 25% off of your offer. If you're looking for high quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, MIMA is a match made in Michigan. Built bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now, wherever audiobooks are sold. And we're back. And the reason I left it off the way I did, talking about the nostalgia of baseball, talking about the love that so many people have, the feeling that people get watching this game one thing I forgot to mention one of my favorite things before every single baseball game I try to make note to take a deep breath and a smile before the first pitch of every game because I try to mentally prepare myself for what could be something really really amazing and in a way much like snowflakes every baseball game is unique and different there is some something amazing in every single baseball game And the reason I'm waxing poetic and I'm being so self-righteous about this and making it seem like it's this grandiose epic thing, which to me it is, is because if this season doesn't go down, there is going to be a whole generation of people, I I can't include myself in that, but I think people from my generation who are going to jump ship, who will feel like the sport they love turned their back on them, not because of the coronavirus, but because of greed. And I look, I'm I know my place, and I know that no baseball player will probably listen to this or or GM or owner. But I I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that this sport, a sport that I love, is not deciding whether or not they're gonna play a season this year. They they are deciding whether or not they want their sport to be relevant and i don't want to live in a world where baseball isn't relevant i'll still watch i'll still i'll still root for the tigers i'll still you know be interested in, in the goings on of baseball but there will be damage done to the soul of every baseball fan out there that i think will be irreversible and i think that it will be similar to the damage that was done to diehard fans during the steroid era, but even more so, because I know a lot of people who look at the steroid era as a very wonderful time in baseball, yes, tainted, sure, but you had the home run race in 98 with Maguire and Sosa, you had Bonds, you know, hitting 73 bombs in, in 2001, like some amazing campaigns, some amazing records were broken, tainted, like I said, but records nonetheless that were broken during that time, but I think even more so, this will be similar to Baseball, not having a World Series in 94, and then having a slightly shortened season in 1995. I I know of several people who were big baseball fans up until that point, who to this day haven't been able to get 100% back into the sport because they felt betrayed. And we as fans don't have a ton, right? We have our opinions, we have our love for this sport, but the last thing we ever want is to feel like the teams we love or the sport we love, the sport we all have so much adoration for, has turned its back on us. The thought of that scares me, and I think scares a lot of people. I think what's going on right now, these negotiations are so much bigger than just, are we going to have an 80-game season this year? I think baseball right now is trying to save its soul, and I implore them, please, please, Figure this out because the whole sports world is rooting for you right now. Baseball provided people with an escape after 9-11. So many incredible images following that horrible disaster back in 2001. I think that it could have a similar escapist impact here, but they got to do it right and they got to get back onto the field. Figure it out because you will lose so much more than just X amount of money in revenue if you don't play this season. So that's where we're going to end today's episode. I didn't expect it to be like this. I thought we would do a second segment doing another what if, but I rambled and you know what? I'm happy with it because uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out right now that I'm just, I just, my heart isn't in my, I I can't sit here and read John Heyman's tweets. It just, it does nothing for me. So that's going to do it. For today's show, you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani A N I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. And if you have any questions for the mailbag segment, which I hope you do, because we're going to be doing one this Friday, send those to LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And please go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, and leave a positive review for this show. And, and like I said, I brought this up, but please follow this show on Twitter. This makes no sense. I have 15,000 followers on my personal Twitter. We're not even at a thousand right now for Locked on Tigers. So so make a Twitter account if you don't have one. Follow us on there. Let's get the, that, that follower count up, please. I would much appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.